0: Well, we're in uh, our new series uh, and we're going to be looking at the power found and bestowed upon believers as recorded in the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at uh, four of the five major themes found in the Acts of the Apostles. And, and these are you know, the power of witnessing, The power of the church, the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer. And the fifth one that we're not going to focus on but actually is really influenced by these first four is the power of the growth of the church. They're the five main themes. As you look across Acts, those things keep on coming up. It's a story that the Acts of the Apostles tell. But we base, our, we base our series upon this, you know, this verse from Acts 1, verse 8. And I just want to share it with you. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is such a powerful statement, isn't it? This is an immensely powerful statement about who we are as a church, about what happened in the early church, with the establishment of the, the Christian faith following Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension up into heaven. This is actually Jesus telling the disciples, this is what is going to happen. That you are going to have power with the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that you will be witnesses. And that's the theme that we're going to be talking about today. The power of witnessing. Now this is not the only time that the disciples were commanded. And I do actually mean commanded. They were told by Jesus, I command you to go and do this. Now this is not the first time that they've been told to be witnesses. You know, let me just share with you from Mark 6. Chapter 6, verses 6 through to 12. And it says this And he was amazed with their unbelief. And he called the 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveling bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave the town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust off from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned the people to their faith. So the disciples went out telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. So this is going out and witnessing. This is a command that Jesus told his disciples to go out two by two to do this. You know, it's not, the, it's not the only place. You know, in Luke 10, um, Jesus sent out 72 other disciples and sent them into the towns to go in pairs to tell about and prepare for Jesus' message. Notice that something really important is, is, is in here. Notice how Jesus sent them out in pairs, and two by two. And this is actually important as a witness, When you are witnessing to something, this two-by-two is actually very important uh, because two people that provide the same testimony, the same thing that they say, to provide the same witness, becomes a valid witness to what has happened. So if people are talking about the power of God in their life and they are doing it as pairs, then the people would be saying, this is actually true. There are two people who are doing the same testimony so there is power in going out in pairs. There's even more power than just being a valid witness. In Matthew 18, verse 20, it says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am and also. There's the power of God with you when you're going out in pairs to witness. It's not just because your, your, your story is alive, it's because God's power is there, because God is with you. All through the Acts, the book of Acts in the Bible, you have the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and then, and then the, the book of Acts which is a, a continuation of Luke's Gospel and it's, a, it's the story of the early church of, of what the apostles did and how the early church started. It also gives us an understanding of all of the letters that were written to the early church and wh- when they were written and by who they were written. But all through the book of Acts... The apostles are witnessing. You can find it in in Acts chapter 10, in Acts chapter 11, in Acts chapter 13. You can find it through Acts chapter 1 through 5, where there's a big testimony about um, the belief in Jesus Christ and the acts that have happened through Jesus' life and the testimony of what was happening in front of the, the religious leaders. We find it in Acts 22. And that's just to name a few where the disciples those who are following Jesus were witnessing to those around us but but when it comes to ourselves how do we go about witnessing how do we go about telling people about our faith in Jesus Christ about Jesus Christ himself you know there is there is research out there that basically says that even bible believing christians which kind of gives the notion that there are not Bible-believing Christians, but Bible-believing Christians don't easily share their faith. It's upward of 80% of people who believe in Jesus Christ don't actually share their faith with anybody in any significant manner. That's pretty amazing when you think about it, isn't it? But yet there's the command to go out and witness more so, there's also other stats out there that says you know even regular participants in church that come to church every week when it, when when the churches do their evangelistic uh, events or activities to go and spread the good news that only about thirty three percent of those people in church actually get involved in any of those events that's sixty six percent of people in these churches don't spread the good news of Jesus Christ through the activities of their church. The thing is that we are commanded to be witnesses, so why is it so hard for us? MacRindle Research, which is an Australian research company, um, has some interesting research about the attitude of Australians towards spirituality and faith. They did a lot of surveys of people out there and they found that some top attractors of people to the faith, to, to come to faith, are these. Uh, And the first one is this, seeing people live a genuine faith. So that's actually a top attractor to people to have conversations about faith and to be involved in in becoming a Christian. And and see, you know what this is? About seeing people live a genuine faith, so it's, it's about how our faith and our belief is played out in real life. That is actually witness through our actions, what we do matches what we profess. What we do matches what we say. An important point. That's, what, that's our top attractor. And another top attractor is hearing stories of people whose lives have been changed due to their faith. So that's witness by word. That's actually going out and telling people about how your faith in Jesus Christ has changed your life. Witnessing. But there's a flip side to this. If it's stories from public figures or celebrities about their faith, then Australians are turned off by it. You know, we, we, Australians really have this tall poppy syndrome going, isn't it? You know, if somebody, if a celebrity or somebody, you know, you know, famous or a public figure talks about their faith, they go, "I don't want to hear about it. But if the everyday person talks about it, then they're willing to listen because it's an everyday thing. It's important for us to understand this. See, your story, your witness of Jesus' working in your life is powerful. It's powerful because God' works through those stories and changes people's lives outside. It has a bigger impact than you think. Your story, your witness, it has power. See, my story is important. But as someone who is, you know, technically a professional, I get paid to talk about my faith. I get paid to talk about religion. I get paid to talk about Jesus Christ. My testimony is important, but it is not as powerful as yours. Let me say, I'm standing up here and I'm doing this, and people will hear this, But your story, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has far greater impact in Australia than mine. You might think that's strange, but that is so true. Have you considered that your story of faith, your story of Jesus' impact in your life, will change other people's lives? It's important for us to understand this. So let's define what a witness is before we go, for, go any further. See, a witness really needs little explaining, but we do need to explain it. See, a witness is someone who testifies to what they have seen or heard and verifies what they say is true. So in the court of law, a witness must swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yep? You've all heard that, haven't you? At least on TV shows, and those who have been lucky enough to maybe have been you know, uh, in court as a, as a juror, you may have actually heard people swear an oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. They are being a witness, and they are testifying to what they have seen and heard, what they experienced. Christian witnessing is is actually just sharing our heartfelt faith in Jesus Christ. It's sharing what Jesus has personally done and changed in our lives. It's our story, our testimony of what God has done in our lives. We're not called to argue or to debate anybody into heaven. We're just merely called to share our story. That's being the witness. For there is power in witnessing. God, God does amazing things in you as you actually share your story, as you share your testimony. And God does amazing, powerful works on those who actually hear your story and see your life. You know, those two important things that MacRindle Research had? Seeing people live out their faith and hearing stories about how faith has changed their lives is powerful. But let me say this. All too often we hear that our actions uh, as people are, are what people see and our actions are what people respond to. But without our actual testimony of, of God's saving actions in our lives and what it has done, then it boils down to nothing more than a good person living a good life. See, our words and our actions actually have to go hand in hand. They actually have to come together. I remember talking with a church that was doing some amazing work at at helping people in need and i asked the question have you ever told anybody that you were doing all this wonderful work in the community why you do it oh no i couldn't possibly do that well what makes you any different to any other organization that helps those people in need and they thought for a moment and said i don't know there's nothing There's faith behind it. And I go, how do people know that there's faith behind it? Unless you talk about it. So, it was interesting. How many people have been, and I'll speak to the older people here, how many people have been to a Billy Graham crusade? Yeah, a few, a few people. Good, 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 good. Well, I was actually interested because, you know, people often go back to that time and period when, when the Billy Graham Crusades were happening and, and talking about how, how the, they were sharing witnessing to the world. Now, stadiums were filled with people and Billy Graham and others were telling about the message of Jesus Christ. So I thought I'd just go and have a quick look at what Billy, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association had to say about this. And, and, and here, is, here is a couple of things that they talk about and I thought this was actually really important and I wanted to share it with you because these are actually what we need to do when we are commissioned by Jesus Christ to testify who Christ is, then these are the following things that we need to testify. So Christians have been commissioned by Jesus... To testify to the gospel. They haven't been told to, haven't been commissioned to testify about other things, about how the football team's gone or about the weather. They've been commissioned to testify about the gospel. And we, we hear this in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 4. I pass on to you what was most important and what has also been passed on to me Christ died for our sins. Just as the scriptures said, he was buried and he was was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. So passing on the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, this is what we have been commissioned to do, to share that. That's what our faith is founded on. That's what our faith is centred upon. And that is what we testify to. That is what we witness to. That is where the power of God working through us helps us share that as christians we've been commissioned by jesus to also testify to the divinity of jesus christ because he is the savior of the world so in one john four we find one john four verse 14 we find this furthermore we have seen with our own eyes and now testify what the father sent his son to be the savior of the world See, here is the witness. Here is what we've seen with our own eyes and we testify that God in heaven sent Jesus Christ as his son to be the saviour of the world. That's what we do. So we testify to the divinity of Jesus. We testify that he is the saviour of the world. Of all things. As Christians, we've been commissioned by Jesus to testify that to the love of God. It's not to the, to the condemnation or anything else, it's to the love of God for all of the world and all of the people. In John 3.16, the classic one, for this is how God loved the world. Notice, love the world. We, we testify to the love of God for the world. That is, the individuals, the people of the world, He gave his one and only Son, that is Jesus Christ, so that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, in him, will not perish but have eternal life. This is the love of God for all of us. This is what we testify to. This is what we share. This is what we witness to. We witness of this love in our life to other people. We talk about how we have a faith in Jesus Christ but we talk about the love of God in our lives. As Christians, we've been commissioned by Jesus to testify to the forgiveness of God. You know how we often hear and we'll talk about that that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've we've sinned and removed ourselves from God's presence. We've placed ourselves as as the ruler of our own life rather than let God do that. And so what we do is when we witness to those, we actually talk about the forgiveness of God in our lives, what God has done for us. So in Acts chapter 10, verse 42 to 43, it says this, and he ordered us to preach everywhere. That's to preach and to testify that Jesus is the one anointed by God to be a judge of all things, the living and the dead. He is the one... All the prophets testified about, so talked about, testifying, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. So as Christians, this is what we are commissioned to go and do. Let's say that there is forgiveness for all the wrong that we've done, the forgiveness of falling short of God's glory in our lives through Jesus Christ. Just believe in Jesus. So as Christians, we have been commissioned by Jesus to testify to the grace of God. So in, in, in the Acts of the Apostles uh, chapter 20, verse 24 it says this, "But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. This is all the things that we are, we're told to do as witnesses, to come and do. Powerful, talking about the grace of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God, how God's grace knows no bounds. Grace is doing acts for those who don't deserve it. We don't deserve the forgiveness of God, we don't necessarily deserve the love of God, but God places that upon us and gives it to us, so we, we testify, we witness to that grace that is given to us. And Christians have been commissioned by Jesus to testify to the hope of eternal life. We know that sometimes here and now our life is going to be hard and difficult, but we know that we will be with God for eternity, and the love of God will continue to surround us for eternity that we'll have eternal life with God. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through to 16, it says this. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord, Lord of your life. If someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way, keeping your conscience clear, Then, if people speak against you, They will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. We have eternal life with Christ. But when we talk about it, we need to do it in a way that is not going to put people off. We're going to do it in a way that allows people respectfully, gently to hear our story. Now you might think, you know, now seeing all this wonderful big list that we've just had up here, that like, I can't possibly do that. And there's no wonder that, you know, up to 80% of people don't share their faith because I can't possibly do all of that. I can't be a witness. I can't do that. That's too big, too much. I can't remember it all. But the thing is that you can. And you can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask God to help you be a witness. You can do it because you will be able to witness to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life to the ends of the world. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be powerful. Your story is your story. Your faith story is your story. Now, I was talking. You know, I was in the Bike for Bibles ride recently, and one of the things that um, that we do in the evening when we're sitting down uh, is we often um, have a moment where we share our own personal stories where we share our own testimony with those who are around and you know I, i was asked whether i could do it and i'm going yeah that's fine not a problem easy to do and i was thinking of just sharing the the same old story that i'd always shared always shared always shared and i went no that's not what god's placing in my heart at the moment that's not where my story is right now And God was prompting me to share the story about the hardships that I'd had last year with my dad passing away and with my brother passing away and how I'd struggled all through that year trying to be motivated about anything and just sharing that story that God is there in my life, even in those moments of hardship even in those moments of difficulty, even in the moments of sadness, that I still had faith in God. And I still had faith that God was there and presence in all of these times. And see, it's, it's personal. It's sharing your story. And it's powerful, because we all have those moments. We all have those experiences. We are sitting here worshipping our Lord, In church, but we also need to realize that there is power in the witness of your story about Jesus Christ working through you. So let's just pray right now. Let's just pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to actually be upon us so that we may be witnesses to Jesus Christ. Let's just pray together. Oh Lord God, we, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that throughout the years you have raised up men and women, powerful men and women, through the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. We give you thanks for the disciples and the apostles that you sent out in the early church to spread the good news of Jesus Christ to all the ends of the world. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit will be upon us now. We pray that your Holy Spirit will be upon us to be your witness, a witness to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, a witness to the change in our lives. You promised the power of the Holy Spirit to be on us, so we claim this promise today. May your spirit fall upon us. May your spirit give us the power to witness and share the good news of Jesus Christ through the actions that we live and through the words that we say to those around us. We pray this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen.